0: What's up, podcast world? Welcome to Thoughts on God, a podcast where we interview people about their personal beliefs in spirituality, philosophy, and consciousness. We feature people that exist outside of the spectrum of traditional religion and are curious about the variety of ideas about our existence. I am your host, Anthony Reese Schneider, coming to you from Los Angeles, California, USA. This podcast is recorded live at our weekly Sunday morning service called the Service, which is currently accessible on Zoom every Sunday at 11 a.m. PST on our website www.neverlandtribe.com n v r l n d You can also find us on social media at Neverland Tribe n v r l n d tribe. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe to this podcast for new weekly episodes. On today's episode, we're featuring Robin Parrish. Robin is the co founder and managing director of Ecstatic Dance LA, a thriving free form dance community in Los Angeles. He's been involved with event production, music, and education for the past 20 years. Robin's passion in life is in creating experiences that evoke transformation, inspiration, and insight in others through ways that bridge the mind-body connection and unleash their unique brilliance within. He does this through his work as a coach, DJ, musician, transformational event producer, and training development consultant. Uh, Robin, do you want to kind of give us a quick rundown of why you think you might be here today?
1: Thank you for having me here in the first place.
0: (laughs) yeah if <laughs> you connect with you more well i've seen you at
1: many of the spiritual quote unquote spiritual events here in la and uh, i produce the ecstatic dance here in los angeles which you've become a regular i feel mm-hmm. um, and so i feel that might be part of the reason why i'm there we're kind of experiencing a similar time frame in los angeles here or in the world right now in this kind of consciousness expanding movement which we're Mm -hmm. a part of and are interested in yeah
0: Yeah. and so do you want to tell people a little bit about your uh your creation ecstatic dance Hello. yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah thank you um well ecstatic dance if people don't know what the phrase is or what the meaning is it's basically a free form music experience that's um free form i mean you come and there is music and you can dance in any way you please. So we use the word dance very loosely. And uh, the main guidelines are that it's a, a drug and alcohol free space. So there's an emphasis on let's show up, clear minded and clear headed. Uh, and there's no talking on the dance floor. So it's it's talk with your body. What do you want to express? What do you want to move? And we sort of use this phrase that it's a a judgment free, zone as a judgment free space or dance like nobody's watching. And of course there are people there, but it's really <laughs> encouraging. It's just encouraging people to just be yourself, be your unique, brilliant self. You're already enough just walking in the door. Let's have some music and let's move and feel for a second. And importantly, that part of taking out the cerebral aspect, thats our minds always judging and analyzing and compartmentalizing things. So really, when you get out of your mind for a long enough period of time, you start to have these experiences. Of what people might consider oneness or an experience outside of themselves that they're not labeling but they know that connection that they have with themselves are like oh, wow that was magic that was and i, I don't know what it was but mm. uh, so we kind of create this container and the music is compelling and it will go on a journey it'll start nice and soft and get up to a sort of peak experience uh, and then the the final guideline is there's no um uh, outdoor shoes, so people can roll around and dance and be free. And uh, we have an altar area there, and uh, the DJ will will play. And we always have a some sort of mindfulness movement expanding class beforehand. But it's really a space to to connect with yourself and to sort of have have a reset moment of like, where are you at right now? And it's 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 okay where where we're at. We're all in different places, but um, how does that move? How does that feel? So we can actually flow that energy and in a sense, get out of our minds and into our bodies and, and also celebrate life, Mm -hmm. dance together,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. We've actually talked about dance, uh, here before with Chelsea. Um, and I'm curious, do you think that sort of liberating yourself through dance, being able to fully express yourself through dance is like inherently a spiritual experience?
1: I feel it could be labeled as such, Um, and it's interesting because some people might dance and have that experience, but they don't use the terminology spiritual. So it might be like an actual deeper connection with themselves, or they they suddenly go, wow, I can feel my body, I can feel my emotions, or I feel better after having this experience. And some people might say, oh, I just had a spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. And some people might just say, oh, I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> from just the process of moving my body and oh wow, I really I locked eyes with some people and oh I felt like maybe I felt something in my heart. Some people might not even, you know, go close to saying where they feel it in their body, but yeah. Um so but I mean I use that terminology, so I would say absolutely yes.
0: Cool. Yeah. And so you're from the UK, right? Yes, I am. And from Sweden too. My mother is Swedish. So Okay. Yeah. So, um, were you raised religious at all? I don't. I don't really know culturally, you know, what that was like for you. But I'd love to know more about that. Sure,
1: I wasn't actually. I grew up in quite a sort of agnostic household, so uh, it wasn't a sort of denying. It wasn't atheist. It was more we. You know, we don't really talk about that. Um, so uh, non-religious. I grew up in um, in Gloucestershire. It's actually quite quite like the Shire. Actually, it was you know, <laughs> nice artist village. So it was in the seventies, a lot of um, hippies moved there actually. So it was like the next generation of that people growing food, people coming together. There was a lot of folk music in the streets and I was doing theater and music. So um, that was my upbringing. So um, the closest to it would have been sort of pagan rituals of like, you know, dancing around the maypole or something like that, but Mm -hmm. never using the word God. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I only grew up with my sort of relationship with that sort of kind of seeing what like, I guess Christianity was the closest thing that I would have seen close to me, but feeling really detached from that. And also almost seeing more of the damage that that caused around the world, than actual good in my experience.
0: Mm-hmm. And so so now, or do you still consider yourself, you know, agnostic? Do you believe in God? Where are you at now? Yeah,
1: well, um, about, I'd say maybe 15, 16 years ago when I was at a theater school, um, I got introduced to Agape actually. Um, So even whilst I was still living in England, so I started listening to Michael Bernard Beckwith. And for for those who
0: don't know, what is Agape?
1: Agape is a trans-denominational spiritual center, international spiritual center. So they,
0: you know, they have services every
1: weekend. Michael Bernard Beckwith is the founder. Trans-denominational means uh, it's non-religious, but they might look at different religious. teachings and kind of get to the essence of what it is Mm. so that really helped me establish a relationship with that word god and so from that point for the last maybe 16 years i've been meditating in on a spiritual journey myself so um and having not having that relationship with god in the beginning or a religious relationship sort of it's almost like sometimes my mind was looking for the science to help me have experiences of it so i remember even um Looking at uh, into Bruce Lipton, who's a who's a scientist, and he was he did this dish, uh, this uh, experiment where he had two petri dishes, uh, both with just you know regular sort of matter cells in there, and then uh, they could extract the um, uh, the chemicals which create stress uh, in our bodies, and then we put it into one dish and extract the chemicals that we experience you know I love experience and put it into the other dish, and when you see what would happen, you know the the dish with the the um, the stress cells, they would ha- have tumors would cr- be created, and uh, you know they would die basically. And the 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 love um, one dish, you know, blossomed and like things grew, like muscles would grow, tissues would grow. So that was a real experience for me, being like, "Wow, I knew life was magic, but this this is a miracle." So yeah. once I started to meditate on that and understand that actually we are a living, breathing miracle. Um, just as we are, we might call it God or not. And so I started from that point, start to have a real relationship with what, what does God mean to me? You know, and it got outside of my head and more intellectual physical experience of being here on the planet, being like, this is miraculous. This is, this is God.
0: Mm. So it's more like your. so I guess, I guess like what would be your one sentence description of God? If you had to give it infinite loving intelligence, Infinite loving intelligence. Awesome. And so you touched briefly on it, but the process of you sort of like finding agape coming from, you know, this agnostic background, not really having a relationship with this idea of God. Um, what was it that pulled you in? You know, what was it that, that appealed to you about agape and like, how did you even you know, stumble on that.
1: Uh, it probably goes back to when I was in my rave days in England. I was in quite a bit of the rave scene and was having these quite what I would call spiritual experiences of oneness with people. But because they were they were drug infused or, you know, certain, especially in the surroundings, I guess I had a feeling that like, oh, this is synthetic, this experience. But the more it started to happen, the more I realized, hang on, that there must be something else out there. This must be. So I was always drawn to, then I was going to, I was going to a lot of festivals and then I started to find out, I'm like, I wonder if there's like a little meditation class going on or like a yoga class or something like that. So I already was drawn to those types of things and, as I started to try and have these conversations with my friends, a lot of people were like, Oh, just, just go meditate in the corner. Not, not many people wanted to really <laughs> engage like that. So once I started to find like a gap, I'm like, I knew it. I knew there was more to life. I knew it. So um, that probably planted the seeds for me ending up in California really. Um, but that really started, um, I think it was, it was reading then I was would start to read sort of Buddhism, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, Alan Watts and uh, Ernest Holmes and a lot of these teachers and I'm like, they're using the word God, but now it's starting to take on a whole different resonance. And then Mm -hmm. because I was getting deep into um, the, the theater scene and doing a lot of really we were doing a lot of psychosomatic healing in those uh, theatrical kind of explorations and ensemble building and those types of things. So I started to be able to see there was this ego and I started to see that there, there is something else out there, you know, our mind wants to label what it's called, but like, so I really had to start building my own personal relationship with it, really.
0: So was it kind of like the the concept of God went from like an old white dude in the sky to like a universal, omnipresent, loving energy?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and like and and not so like cerebral not like oh i'm gonna meditate in the skies it's like i can see god when people are like acting from a place of love like it's very 3d it's very physical it's not like we're waiting to die it's like no it's like what about that concept of being having heaven on earth right now so meditating on 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 that sort of the concept and and starting to have actual experiences of looking around and seeing light everywhere and seeing god in everyone that i see so those types of experiences are very personal, but, um, yeah.
0: And so now like, I guess, how, how do you, are you, what's your relationship like now, I guess with, with God in terms of like on, on a daily basis, I guess I would say.
1: It's definitely a matter of witnessing the mind and knowing that I am not my thoughts and that we are these vibrational beings. So I can experience a lot of thoughts coming through, but as I witness them, I'm like, huh, there's a, a witnessing aspect of me. Like I can sometimes feel an emotional response to these thoughts, but I have those moments of my, for myself is a is almost like a mental discipline of just watching and observing, uh, relaxing more into life, not pushing and forcing and knowing when I have an idea, I feel that's, um, Or something that I want to do and I can kind of trace it back and feel like is it coming from fear or is it coming from love so it really comes down to those two things Mm -hmm. so for me uh, the closest thing to God that I would say is is the vibration of love Mm -hmm. so for me it's like creating my life out of out of love Uh, and uh, that became much easier for me when I I had a moment in uh, Santa Barbara a few years ago and almost died in the in the water I almost drowned And so I had a moment when I actually got out of that experience and really felt like I'd been given a second chance. And I knew in those final moments, as I was really in the thick of it, that like, wow, I've been in some ways like doing it, doing it all wrong. I knew where I was forcing life. So for me, it's, it's been more of a a stepping out of the way and really when experiences are happening or I want to do something, is it coming from love or is it coming from fear?
0: Mm -hmm. And do you have like a daily practice at all?
1: Absolutely, yeah. But I think the mornings. A lot of people talk about it. It's essential. I feel like how you mm-hmm. how you wake up. So I've been meditating regularly for um, probably like maybe thirteen or fourteen years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's a definite everyday. Um, uh, journaling, I think, is wonderful. Journaling as a practice, just to. I did the artist's way course, and every morning, some people might know about it. You just write this free form writing, just to write and just get all that stuff out because it's, it's not us necessarily all these thoughts and what have you, but sometimes a whole day might be tainted by this, like one thought that we woke up with. So just like really clearing my mind and that sort of things recently, breath work has been really uh, supportive. I feel everything going on. So, Mm uh, and then I've, I've worked with affirmations in the past and what have you and done enough spiritual reading, just, just always studying. There's always more to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Awesome. What do you think happens
1: when you die? When we die? (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Let's go there, Robin.
1: We We're here. We're kind of facing death right now. Actually, that's a, a good meditation—that Buddhist meditation where you where you focus on yourself and then you expand and you are kind of viewing yourself from above the room and then go further away and until finally you're viewing yourself in this little light on this planet and then and then suddenly you just let go and you're like, whoa, what if you're not there? Uh, sometimes coming out of that meditation, I'm like, whoa, I'm alive. I can see. But but what happens when we die? like i feel like um the ocean if you're if you're looking at a wave a wave forms and you can see the crest starting and it and it tumbles and it has this whole experience and it you know has its peak and then it comes down and crashes and merges back into the water it's like we might label that wave as like oh, that, that's Timothy, that wave, you know, like, oh, that's Timothy, it's a whole life there.
0: Good old Timothy. Uh,
1: and, <laughs> good old Timothy. <laughs> uh, and, and it's like, oh no, Tim- Timothy's dying. He's, he's, he's going into the ocean. He's becoming one with the ocean again. So it's like it's like we don't, we're, st- we're still part of the ocean. Like we might label, like our mind wants to label this experience and to compartmentalize it because for some reason we want to seek to understand. But like, so from that analogy, I don't feel like we we disappear. We we merge. We're always part of this infinite consciousness, and we might we might become another wave. We might become a current for something else. So, in terms of what happens, you know, if you read people who have had near death experiences, a lot of people talk about light and being absorbed in light and having some you know connection with a soul. So, I, I do believe that we are a manifestation of some degree, or a, there's an essence of us that is a is a, is a soul. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like that relationship. Is infinite and does not end when our physical bodies um, have have had their time. Yeah.
0: yeah. So how would you how would you explain what a soul is to somebody? Is it just like is it just the metaphysical aspect of our existence of our being?
1: I would say to some degree, like if we really listen to our heart and what do we really really want in life, I don't think we'd all come up with the same thing. I feel like there would be Billions of unique little, oh, I want to have this expression or, or do this. or So I feel like that thing that is leading that inspiration, I feel, is a part of our, our soul. Because if it was just pure, like, this is God consciousness, which is still, if God consciousness is everything, then it is part of it. But then we'd almost all just be the same and do the same. So there is this innate uniqueness, so I feel. So I, I feel like our soul is, is the essence of our uniqueness, you know? If, if out of space right now or, you know, somewhere in the universe, there is this star that's burning bright, that is our soul essence, you know, that's always burning and we can be on earth on this, having this physical plane, but we're kind of driven our, our our spark, you know, our spark of life. I feel like that's our soul.
0: Mm. I like that. I feel like I can actually re- like tune into that, you know, yeah. and like identify it, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Alright, so that wraps up this episode of Thoughts on God. If you liked what you heard, make sure to subscribe. Follow us on social media at Neverland Tribe, N V R L N D Tribe. Feel free to reach out to me if you have any comments or questions. I'll talk to you guys soon.